This is the Power Power Podcast. My name is Sarah of Underground Crowds. We hit Bible topics, smash book studies, punch out some songs here and there, and light up his word to strengthen our souls. Thanks for listening. right out the gate that I believe Abram and Sarah are both in this process of growing. Um, It's not just an Abram thing. Um, It's not just because both of their names are changed, right? God changes Sarah's name to Sarah, Sarai's name to Sarah, and Abram's name to Abraham. I've been trying to be really careful about saying their name right. Um... And today we're going to get into the dysfunction of the two. And I think if we try to infer that Sarah was this, you know, all-impressive, um, obedient woman, um, in Genesis chapter 12, we're going to be missing the mark. Because culturally, you cannot deny what was accepted culturally. And even today in godless cultures, um, women are, you know, there's no benefits if they divorce. There's no... Um, they're expected to wear the less um, expensive clothes. I mean, the man gets the clothing and all of this stuff, and they do a lot of the work. Um, they are for that, the men, and there's no there's no equality. Um, and I know it's a big debate, egalitarian and complementarianism, but I think you can go off the rails with either one of those views. Um, complementarianism puts more too much of an imp- in um, too much of a emphasis on particulars of the role, um, and egalitarianism is like we do all things the same, which they're both both of those angles are junk. I mean, it could be that um, he does cook, does most of the um, babysitting. Uh, while she's away or, or whatever and um, but they have you know gotten the their a grip I'm gonna pray I've gotten a grip on love God love neighbor as yourself um, and I think if you don't understand that your spouse is your neighbor who is um, a child of God first because this whole marriage thing this institution thing that you got going is gonna dissolve on the other side in glory that won't be there um, you fir- you first, I mean, that's your first priority is to treat them as a sister or brother in Christ. And, um, so yeah, let's pray and we'll discuss a little bit about this dysfunction and uh, that it rises out of Sarah's stress. Um, happens a lot. Uh, we do dumb things when we're stressed out. It's, you know, really rather simple. Um, and so let's pray. Lord, I pray that you guide us through, uh, Genesis 16 help us to uh, honor you today help us to hear what you have to say open our hearts open our ears um, help me because I, I as I read this passage this is exactly where I'm at trying to um, when you feel dumb when you feel like you've waited too long when you feel like everyone's expecting something we and uh, this promise came maybe we needed help. Uh, women like to help. I pray, God, that you just show us that um, if it's your story, 
Um, we're, we're only blinding ourselves if we try to take the reins on it. And um, we'll fall into more discouragement and more uh, disaster. We thank you that you are, you're the one that started all of our stories. And you're the one that is going to end all of them. In Jesus' name, amen. So now, chapter 16, verse 1. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. So it isn't any kind of surprise that God is going to work where there is nothing. Um, I don't know if you know the story of Elijah and the pot of oil or, um, oh, no rain. I think that was Elijah too. There's no rain and then it rains and, um, sending out down fire. This is Elijah as well. When he's put water all over the, the whole altar, um, God loves to start with zip. Why? Because we, he can show his glory. Period. Period. And so it, it is the wrong foot to step out on that says, I'm going to help God. He don't want your help. He wants his glory. He don't want, he don't want your high. He don't want Sarah's help. Sarah needs to pull a few strings to get her out of this situation that she's in. She, I've waited 10 years. The Sarah, Sarah, not the Sarah, I, Sarah, Sarah, I, anyway. And, and now I feel dumb because I'm waiting. And all eyes are expecting me to do something. I'm waiting. When is God going to do something? I'm waiting. Aren't you supposed to be helping God? So. And then people are disappointed because people are doers. People are shakers. People are get the thing done. Be, you know, join enough websites. Blah blah blah. Man, do the thing. Do the thing. You're lazy. You must be lazy. That's that's a kicker. Lazy. I just did a whole boatload of yard work today. I still have dirt in my fingernails, and made some enchiladas that are gonna rock. Took care. Make sure my kids are all in class today. And they, you know, not doing nothing. I'm not doing nothing. I might not be doing your something. And so for Sarah, everybody else is having kids. Everybody else has had a kid. Everybody, I, I, she was never, she was never able to do that something. Outside with nothing. We had no children. And she had... And she had an Egyptian maid whose name was Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, she's cooking up a plot. Now behold, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Now she gets manipulated. The first thing we do, if we're going to line up and take the reins and take God's story and make it our own and diminish the glory that God has coming his way, is we're going to start blaming God. We are, we are the heights of gaslighters. We're going to start blaming God for his story. Well, yes. I mean, in a sense, he's the one to blame here for his glory. But we, we, we twist it. And since it involves waiting, since it involves suffering, since it involves moments of desert, since it involves a lot of questions, 
Now we're we are we are on the we we perceive that end of it articulately. And we write down all of our woes on a list. Sarah got tired. That that notebook, that diary filled up. It's been 10 years. She's done run out of patience. Please go to my handmaid. Perhaps I will obtain children through her. And Abraham listened to the voice of Sarah. And so the first thing to go when we're going to take the story from God is our perception and our discernment. Why? Because God is the author of godly discernment, spiritual discernment. And if Sarah had, and I believe they were both growing, but if, but if Sarah had a little insight on this great commandment that we got in the New Testament, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, love your neighbor as yourself, she wouldn't have had her husband go rape her maidservant. Yeah? If we stick to the two greatest commandments, love the Lord your God, with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, love your neighbor and yourself, we wouldn't even gotten past the first sentence in this paragraph. But it's age old. It's age old that we operate this way. We blame God. Satan in the, in the book of Genesis said to Eve, did God really say that? Minimize the first thing we're going to do when we start going down a path that will not honor God is to blame him for our circumstances. So if you're in the in that boat, which Sarah's been in that boat many a time, just stop yourself. Because this and Sarah too many times, Sarah didn't stop herself ahead of the game and went further into despair. And the first thing was God isn't doing anything. God is preventing. God started the story. Do we know what happened in in Genesis 12. It wasn't Abraham going outside and saying, I wonder if God's going to do something. No, God said, hey, you, you, out of everybody, you, yeah, you, talking to you. Yep, I'm going to do something here. God's story. It's God's story. Your story is God's story. My story is God's story. His story, whether or not he even knows it, is God's story. Sometimes I would tell I was part of this really conservative group that was like, we're the only people that love God, kind of, you know, you've been around, we are the only ones that get it right, you know, we have the right version of the Bible, you've been around them, right? And so what I would like to say, because I would sit outside, and I was the biggest rebel, right? I would sit outside, and I would say, you know what? God's also the God of Aldi. God is also the God, and this we have Aldi's and Bravas and all of these different stores, you know, the bank, the apartment. He's also the God over that apartment building. So whether or not Sam realizes it's God's story, it's God's story. That's the great thing about it. And so God's given us this, God's given us spiritual eyes. God has opened our eyes. He's made us new people through Christ, right? Right? And so we, we have this discernment to see. Sarah, sweetheart, Sarah, wake up, wake up a little bit because you're going down the wrong path. We see this from here. We have the Holy Spirit. 
But friend, the first thing we do when we start blaming God, the second thing we do is we take the story and, and make our version of it. Try to move the reins a little bit, manipulate it a little bit, do our thing a little bit. When God's asking us to wait, we do wait and wait in some of this. Wait in a little stress out over here. Wait in a little subjugate over there. Wait in a little manipulate over there. Wait, I'm waiting. But we are crooks, right? And the second thing to go, blame God, diminish his glory, which he's, he's not. He's not into that, my friend. Two, well, we blind ourselves. We lose discernment. Suddenly, our actions aren't going to have consequences. Really? Really? Sarah? Really? You didn't think Hagar was going to have a problem with this? You didn't think she's going to love her son and want to keep him? Really? She's just a piece of plastic or something? Baby maker? Hey, baby maker. Really? How do you think this was going to go down? Well, I'll tell you what your first step was. Blame God. Second one was design your own story. You blinded yourself. Your own solution. This is, well, this is how I'm going to deal with this. I, I perceive something about what they're doing, so I'm just going to do this. I project upon my situation certain things that, you know, perhaps I can have a kid through her. Well, it's her kid. That was projection. That was, that was, that was nonsense. From start to finish, I don't care if she was a servant. I, please go into my handmaid, perhaps a case. So Abram listened to the voice of Sarah. Now we've got a steep dysfunction. In some cultures, men live separate lives from the from the wife. Totally separate. Okay? This is a comp complementarianism gone awry. She does that, I do this. And this is the problem with trying to align yourself and not be fed with scripture and taught by the Holy Spirit. When you just click, you, when you just want to go through the Bible and start defining and organizing and lining up, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's, if you're going, I caution in this way. If that is that, if those definitions are where you're going to go, um, Calvinism, for your spiritual sustenance, you got it wrong. It's this, that we need our, that are, we need our food. Um, some people find those tools useful. I do not. Um, I frankly think they're a waste of time. But, you know, they're very heady. They're very, you know, and some people want to discuss on those lines. On, well, this is the kind of, uh, 
we're more of a egalitarian, you know, why read it? You know what I mean? I'm just like, that's all I, 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 I don't have a use for it. Um, I think it's intellectual property. It's something to write books with is really what I think it is. Um, uh, I got to do a Christian article today. We're going to talk about, okay. Okay. Um, just don't let that be a replacement for your walk with the Lord. Cause he will tell you, he will tell you if you're walking with the Lord and you're in the word every day, that was not the thing to say to your husband. He, he will, he will. I've heard it. That was not the thing to say. Now, or if I want to say something and I feel like I should say something, he's like, no, or yes, or you need to, you need to say something about that all the time, all the time. And it's about this relationship that I have. So we have some serious dysfunction. People live in two different lives. Completely different. He just, okay. And Abram had lived 10 years in the land. Abram's wife, Sarah, took Hagar, the Egyptian, her handmaid, and gave her to her husband, Abram, as his wife. Never in the history of ever, Sarah. Not in a million years, homegirl. He went into Hagar and she conceived. And when she saw that she conceived, her mistress was despised in her sight. And Sarah said to Abram, May the wrong done me. The weight when it falls. Now we know, Sarai, this was your fault. But we don't understand sometimes her angle. What she saw when she took the story, God's story for herself, what she saw was a likely end we all know was projection. Her eyes were blinded by taking the story and blaming God. Finding her own solution. She could not see the downfall. She could not see maybe the attachment between Abram and Hagar. Maybe Hagar was now attached to Abram. She was having his kid. She had to emotionally deal with that. She had to engage somehow or totally go bonkers. One of the two. So Sarah took the story, blinded herself, could not see the fallout. And so when she is saying the wrong done me, maybe she was speaking to an attachment she did not realize would happen. Because suddenly she's despised. So no, she's not totally bonkers. Sarah, you did... Sarai, she's not totally bonkers. But if we want to take the story from God, start doing our own thing, start blaming God, start making allowances for things God never intended us to make allowances for because of our unbelief, because of our faithlessness, we're going to be hit. 
by some realities we never intended to be hit by. Peace out. Again, thanks for listening. Catch the next part of this series, usually Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. You can also find Underground Crowds on Twitter, Patreon, Bandcamp, or undergroundcrowds.com.